You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hi, listeners. You are listening to House of Cards. This is your host for the hour, Ashley Adams. We have a great show. We have a fascinating guest. He is the guy who has designed the World Series of Poker Bracelets, among many, many, many other pieces of high-end jewelry. We're going to talk to Steve Safa, a master artisan, about his craft and specifically about what he has done with the World Series of Poker Bracelet. And then we have a fascinating guy, an author, His name is Dan Lewis, and he writes a daily email where he points out interesting, unusual, weird stories of general interest. And uh, we're going to have him talk about some gambling stories uh, that I think will be amusing to everybody. And, of course, we'll have a mailbag segment. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a Pro-Caliber poker table. Pro-Caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-Caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guest strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find the game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash H-O-C radio. We're very interested in them. And, of course, if they're particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of Mailbag. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash H-O-C radio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com dot com slash HOC radio. The key to winning poker is knowledge. And winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments. Whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know, it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. 
You're listening to the House of Cards. How lucky you are. With Ashley Adams. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. Who the hell do you think you are? Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And uh, I want to ask you a question before I introduce our next guest. If you were to think of one person that would have something in common with every single World Series of Bracelet winner, who would it be? And uh, up until this moment, I don't think I could think of one person that would have something in common with all of them. But we have a guest who does. At least we have a guest who has something in, that they all want, that he's responsible for, and that is they all want the bracelet. Uh, and we have a guy who has designed one of the most beautiful bracelets ever seen. His name is Steve Safa. He is a master artisan. He has a history of producing beautiful artistry in the form of jewelry of many different types. We're going to talk to him now. Steve, are you there? How are you, Ashley? Great to be here. Well, tell our listeners a little bit more about you. What's your background? How is it that you became somebody who has designed uh, some of the finest jewelry in the world? Well, it, it's, uh, you know, kind of going back to um, to, uh, to early childhood. My father was an oil painter and my mother's a concert pianist. So I kind of grew up uh, uh, around a house of artists my whole life, and I fell into the love of timepieces at a very, very early age. Um, and uh, back in the super early 90s, I won't date myself, but really early 90s, uh, I started to uh, design timepieces for Fortune 100 companies. Um, and then in 1996, 97, I was commissioned by uh, distribution companies to start um, uh, creating and designing watches for Fortune 100 companies such as Apple and Oracle and so on. So that kind of springboarded me uh, into uh, into the level I am today. What is your favorite medium? My favorite medium is pastel and sketch. That That's how I started, and it's always been my favorite because I could take – an idea uh, of one of my visions, and I can sketch it real quick and make it come to life even faster. Uh, when you get into in-depth oil paintings and things like that, it's very, very time-consuming. I mean, it's months, it's years sometimes. But that's how it all starts, actually, with me, is with my actual artwork. You know, I have big life-size uh, prints and art that uh, I release once a year. Uh, to collectors all over the world. And then what had happened was, is I actually um, uh, kind of springboarded myself into the bike industry, uh, and that uh, made me launch my timepieces into the bike and the hot rod industry. When you say bike, you mean motorcycle or you mean uh, regular uh, racing bicycles? Yeah, into the biker, into the biker industry, the true choppers of the world. When OC Choppers came on online, I basically uh, designed a complete collection just for lifestyle bikers in mind. Wow. So tell us how it is that you came to design the World Series of Poker Bracelet and what that process was like. Yeah, actually... I tell the story maybe once or twice in my lifetime about uh, about World Series of Poker. I actually had a store, uh, a retail store in the Rio Hotel and Casino. And uh, at the time, the commissioner at that time, uh, back in 0708, was wearing my pieces, my timepieces, my jewelry. He loved bikes. He loved the lifestyle of it. And... Um, he was going through a transition where a new commissioner of the World Series poker came into play uh, in uh, in 2009, and just one day he came popping into my store, and I happened to be there. I was only there a couple times a month, and he said, uh, "How would you like to um, help us design the championship 
World Series of Poker bracelets. And I, I started laughing a little bit because, you know, my style is very outrageous. It's very edgy. It's very lifestyle. And I said, I said, uh, you want me to design it with my flavor of flair on it? And he said, <laughs> well, we could talk about it, you know, in the next corporate meeting. And that's kind of how we started the process. Stick around. We'll be back right after a break. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly... It's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed, could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 1-866-577-4680. That's one 866 When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you have been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately. Call this special tax hotline today for free info at 1-866-577-4680. That's 1-866-577-4680. 1-866-577-4680. Some houses are born bad. You're listening to the House of Cards. I never dreamed that any mere physical experience could be so stimulating. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We are talking to Steve Safa, a master artisan. So, okay, so that started with a conversation, kind of an idea that you chuckled at. But how did uh, the rubber really hit the road? Well, and that was super interesting, too, because as he was leaving my store, I I just kind of smirked a little bit of it. And I I said, okay, I'm going to go to the meeting because I had resigned myself from corporate America, basically, in in, uh, 2002 to create my own branded lifestyle, my own art, my own timepieces and jewelry. And uh, he said, well, we have a meeting. Uh, we, have, we have a meeting at Harris and with the marketing people, et cetera, et cetera, and we'd like you to come up and be part of it and, and, and get your input. So I said, okay. So I went up to the meeting. This is why I chuckle, because it is actually very fun. And brought out all the marketing managers and their directors, and they handed me some paper, and they said, well, this is um, this is how much gold and how much the cost was and so on and so forth of the last uh, designer of the World Series of Poker with the bracelets. And I, I actually took paper, I crinkled it up in my hand, and I threw it over my shoulder. <laughs> this, is, this is the truth. And I said to him, I said, do you want to commission me to design your bracelets, or do you want to worry about how much weight of gold and how much it's going to cost? And that's how the meeting starts. <laughs> and they said, you're the guy for us? Said, well, no, not yet. It got better. Actually, it gets even better. And there's a reason why I don't tell the story too, too much, because some people can take it the wrong way, but it's very funny how this whole thing came about. So 
they said, uh, okay, well, we're listening. And uh, so one of the directors says, well, we really want something with a great flair that appeals to the uh, first style of generation that was in the poker. We also wanted to appeal to the young generation, the moderate. We don't want to go too over the top, but we really want it ni- nice and classy. And I looked at them all and I said, is there anything else that you would like me to do? Because that gives me absolutely almost no direction on how to design this bracelet. Okay. So uh, they said, well, this is, this is what we've had in the past and so on and so forth. So I said, well, let me ask you guys a question. On all your bracelets, you've always branded World Series, and then the word poker is in the middle of the bracelet. I said, if I go to the dictionary, I could look up the word poker anywhere. I said, why are you guys branding the word poker? And I looked at all of them, and I said, when you look at a billboard, you see NFL, MLB, NHL, then the next thing should be WSOP. And they all looked at me, and they and the the head, the commissioner said, "I love that. Let's go with WSOP in the middle of the bracelet." And I looked at all of them, and I said, "Do you guys get paid?" actually to sit in the boardroom, and you didn't think of putting WSOP <laughs> on the middle of the bracelet? And we all had a laugh about it. I mean, it was, it, it was all in jest. It was all in a lot of fun. And that's really uh, how it began. So in the middle, WSOP, and then from there, uh, I had said to him, I said, you don't have a ladies' bracelet. I said, I want to be the first designer to ever produce a ladies' bracelet, and that's what I did. I, I, I produced a beautiful solid gold bracelet for the ladies' tournament uh, in um, pink sapphires and black diamonds, and it's become a staple now there uh, for uh, other uh, artists and designers to do after me to, to produce ladies' bracelets as well. So were your, what, this was 2010 that you did the bracelets? Yeah, 2010 I did um, 70, uh, 74 bracelets and the championship bracelet. So the 74 bracelets and the championship bracelets, with the exception of the ladies' bracelets, were the 74 bracelets all identical? The, the horse bracelet was different for, for, the, uh, for the horse tournament. Um, and then all the other bracelets throughout the tournament, besides the horse and the ladies and the championship, they were all identical. Um, uh, for for specific tournament winners throughout uh, each, gotcha. each tournament day. Gotcha. Now, when you were done with that, were you thinking, hey, you know, I'd love to come back and do this uh, years in the future? Or did you think, boy, 72, I, I'm done, I did my thing, now I'm known for that year, but now I'm moving on back to watches and bikers and uh, tiaras or whatever else you might want to take on in the future? Well, it's interesting you say that because we actually had – um, I actually helped redesign their uh, set, WSOP set, uh, with um, they, all they did is they had a set before, um, but they really weren't recognizing each individual winner. So I actually stepped in and I redesigned their set. So if at one tournament bracelet, a photographer would come take a picture of you and he would put your picture in the light box where the bracelet uh, had been housed. Because, as you know, after every tournament, they take it out of one of those housing boxes, so it sits empty. So I designed it as miniature light boxes to uh, memorialize that winner every year. And I also had a booth, huge booth set up there for people to come, you know, see all my timepieces and all my jewelry. And after... Uh, you won a tournament. Each winner, they actually came to me, uh, and I did on-site engraving with their name uh, right there on the bracelets to, to really make it a true collectible. It was a tremendous amount of work, a tremendous amount of time. And to answer your question, I at the end of that whole thing, no, did I do it again? No, I didn't have the desire to hop back into corporate America again. All right. Well, then I have a personal question for you. My producers of this radio show think the world of me, and they have bucket loads of money. And they they haven't said this to me publicly, but I know that they would like to get me an appropriate watch uh, designed personally for me, saying House of Cards or some appropriate acronym or initials, 
uh, at the highest end. They are they are really interested in doing this. If they were to commission you to produce such a wonderful piece, uh, a timepiece, what range of prices are we talking about? Just out of curiosity. First of all, do you do stuff like that? Yeah, actually, that is that's one of my um, largest divisions is to creating one one of a kind timepieces and jewelries for guys with specific lifestyles. Right. Um, I, as, as as you know, I'm one of the featured designers at Barrick Jackson Auto Auction, so I have a lot of collectors. They bring me pictures and photographs of their hot rods and cars, and I reproduce it all in stones and diamonds. And typically something like that at that level, um, you know, starts off at around $5,000, kind of as a base, and then we work our way up from there with your diamonds and your precious stones and your serialization and the type of packaging that you want right. um, to suit you. But it's truly when you actually, uh, before we go to production, you get a virtual sample online so you can see what the creation is, and you're part of the process. I actually make you part of that process, and then once I'm finished, you get the tooling so it can never be reproduced again. Well, that's the kind of gift that I'm looking forward to, and I'm going to ha- make sure that they contact you off air because the revenue that our show has produced, uh, I know they're looking to put it into um, showing me how much they appreciate me, and uh, you're the guy they need to talk to. Well, Steve, we've appreciated you being a guest for listeners who have just recently tuned in. If you're interested in any of the beautiful artwork that Steve has done, both for the World Series and in many other ways, uh, Steve Safa, S-T-E-V-E-S-O-F-F-A dot com. Thank you for joining us, Steve. Ashley, it was my pleasure anytime. Great stories. Take care. Uh, listeners, will be back right after a quick break. You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to AdamandEve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy, plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. Oh, no. We'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special Valentine's offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code BABE16. B-A-B-E-16. That's BABE16 at AdamandEve.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fortley and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to BZ.com. 
BeZit is your number one online auction source for brand name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more. At discounts of 75, 85, and 99% off retail. Go to BZ.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to BZ.com. B-E-E-Z-I-D.com. BZ.com. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show, poker questions, you just want us to know about great places to play, or you just got bluffed out of a pot, your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards hotline. Available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com and don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino and poker news. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of January 26, 2015. In an extraordinary move, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie appointed an emergency manager to oversee Atlantic City's government and finances. Christie appointed Kevin Lavin, a corporate finance lawyer and restructuring expert, to serve as the emergency manager. To serve as counsel, Christie brought in Kevin Orr, who recently guided Detroit through its bankruptcy proceedings. Connecticut's Mohegan Sun Casino is suing the Massachusetts gambling regulators over their decision to award Steve Wynn the one and only Boston-area casino. The lawsuit is seeking to vacate the decision in favor of Mohegan's proposed $1 billion resort at Suffolk Downs. The suit also alleges that the Gaming Commission did not impose about a dozen conditions on Wynn that were mandated by law. And finally, it's Super Bowl time! And in addition to the game played on the field between the Seattle Seahawks and the New England Patriots, viewers can take part in some of the stranger prop bets of this game. According to Bovada, some of these bets are how many words will be skipped in the national anthem, what color Gatorade will be poured on the winning coach, and will Bill Belichick smile during the game on camera? After the week he's had in the press, I don't think he'll be doing too much smiling. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Great moments in history. In 481 BC, the defeat of the Spartans at the Battle of Thermopylae. As long as Xerxes doesn't find the secret path to the hot gates, what is it, boy? Xerxes has found the secret goat path to the hot gates. Ah, shit! In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Now, I do some other stuff, but poker, that's the thing I do best. Hi, listeners. Welcome back. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We've got a great and entertaining guest 
His name is Dan Lewis. He is a writer of the offbeat and the interesting in the gambling world. He is the author of Now I Know, a regular email that you can sign up for, as well as two books, Now I Know and then Now I Know More. You can reach him at nowiknowmore.com. And he is here for our listening pleasure now. Dan, are you there? I'm, I'm definitely here. I'm pleased to be here. So tell us about how it is you came to be the writer of Now I Know in all its different guises. How, what do you? So, uh, how, what is that? Yeah, so Now I Know. It's uh, nowiknow.com. It's a daily email newsletter. It's uh, an interesting story and uh, about uh, a kind of offbeat fact every day. It could be anything from uh, how Abraham Lincoln created the Secret Service that day before he was fatally shot, to how carrots, which were originally purple, became orange, which we all know uh, very well. Uh, and I explore the history behind it and like the little, strange little details that take the story down an unexpected path. Uh, it comes out every weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh should hit your email inbox around 7, 7.15 Eastern time. Is this a free thing, or do people pay a little bit for it? Uh, it is free. Um, you know, it's, I, I do run some ads uh, that support it, as well as uh, a couple of books that I've, had, I've been lucky enough to write. The first one, also called Now I Know, came out last year. Now I Know More, my second book, uh, should hit uh, bookstores November 1st. So uh, that certainly helps. And uh, right now I have about 100,000 subscribers. So it's, it's picking up steam pretty nicely, and it has a, a, real, um, a real energy behind it with – uh, a good opportunity for anyone who wants to learn to kind of start their day off with learning something new and different that they normally wouldn't have otherwise experienced. How did you get into doing this? So I'm the type of person who's always been uh, insatiably curious about the random little stories. I'm the person who's really annoying at a, at a cocktail party because I always have something to say about a topic, but it never has anything to do with what you're really talking about. I'll just kind of go off on a tangent about how, oh, did you know this or that or whatever? And that's really not the greatest place to share that type of stuff, but I really do love sharing it. So I kind of happened across the idea of emailing it out to a couple of friends. So it started off with 20 people the first day and then 25 the next. And you know, four years later, I'm at 100, 115,000 people. It's all about this love of sharing these really interesting things that I've learned recently. Okay, well, I'm sitting here in front of two uh, of these kinds of things. I don't know if they're examples of what you put in your email or chapters out of your book, but one is called The Mystery Vegas Casino You Can Only Visit Once Every Two Years, and it's right up our alley. Why don't you tell our listeners about this? Sure. So um, as many people know, there are a lot of casinos out in Las Vegas, and uh, even that said, the Las Vegas Gaming Commission, or the Nevada Gaming Commission, rather, still regulates where you can build a new casino. And a few years ago, I think it was 1997, the commission decided that there were going to be no more casinos slash hotel out in the Las Vegas Valley. However, there were a lot of them which already existed, and of course, those were grandfathered in. Well, one of those hotels, uh, at the time I think it was called Castaways, it went out of business in 2004. Uh, it just couldn't really handle the debt that it had taken on, and the building was falling apart. So this company called Station Casinos spends $33 million to acquire this decrepit, crumbling casino, and of course tears it down right afterwards. So what you have there is, from 2006 on, you basically have a vacant lot. And it seems very strange to spend $33 million to buy a building, then to tear it down, and then leave it as a vacant lot. The reason why Station Casinos did this is because they wanted to maintain the grandfathered-in gambling and hotel license. So when, so when they decided to build whatever they're going to build there, they could still have the gambling, they could still have the entire Vegas experience. Or sell it, I imagine, to somebody or, who wanted to build it. Is the license transferable? Can you sell your grandfathered is, rights? The license is entirely transferable. In fact, that's exactly why they bought it. But there's a catch. The license lapses if you don't use it for two years straight. Ah. So that's 2006. What do you do in 2008? So the workaround is Station Casino said, hey, you know what? All we need to do is have eight hours of gambling on this site in order to maintain our license. 
eight hours every two years, not eight hours a day, not eight hour, hours every single day, but one eight-hour period. So they bring in a trailer of slot machines. <laughs> they take out a little ad somewhere and say, hey, there's going to be a couple slot machines on this site. Nobody deals. You don't want to show up. We don't really care. We're not trying to make money on these, like, you know, a couple dozen slot machines. We just want to keep our license in, in good standing. So the trailer shows up. It's there for eight hours. Almost nobody shows up to gamble. The trailer goes away. And for the next two years, these casinos, gaming uh, license there is valid. And they've done this three times since because they don't know what they're going to do with the land and they don't know who's going to, whether, whether maybe they sell the land, maybe they sell the license, who knows. But the only way to keep it viable is to have gambling there at least eight hours over a two-year period to keep bringing in these temporary casinos and they just evaporate the next day. Really neat loophole to maintain value in something that they thought was so valuable they spent over $30 million to buy almost a decade ago. Are they the only example of that? I imagine other places might do the same thing in light of the fact that we had a big financial downturn. There are a lot of old casinos. Has this happened before? Yeah, they happen every once in a while. And uh, the Gaming Commission out in Nevada uh, has no problem with this. They don't exactly encourage it. But they, the, the casino owner or the, I guess, the, uh, the license holder, they need to get permission from the Gaming Bureau to make sure that they can do this. And this happens every once in a while, but it's not obviously an everyday occurrence. Um, when it does happen, it's only for one day. And unless you're really interested in the trivial aspect of it, it's probably not the best way to spend your vacation. <laughs> in a trailer. Right. How do you learn of this stuff? Uh, so at this point, I have enough readers and I have uh, been doing this for so long that I have a whole lot of people who send me stories saying, hey, this could be really interesting, check it out. And I also have a, a backlog of probably a few hundred things which I could write about. Uh, so for tomorrow, in fact, I'm working on this story about how uh, Alex Van Halen, the drummer of the band Van Halen, uh, his ex-wife has a clothing line, which she calls Kelly Van Halen. And there's this lawsuit happening right now. It looks like they, it, they may have settled, but I haven't figured that out yet. But there's this lawsuit happening right now uh, where the question is, can the ex-wife use the last name? Because the last name is, of course, the famous, mark, the famous trademark of the band. Can she use it in commerce? Because even though that is actually her last name, well, people get confused and think that the throw pillow line she has is the quote-unquote Van Halen throw pillow line, right? <laughs> uh, so someone said that to me about two months ago, and I you know, put it in a folder. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll explore it. And I think it will turn out to be an interesting story by the time I finish tomorrow morning. Now, you can monetize this by selling ads. If I wanted to get an ad on your email letter, what would it cost me? Uh, you know, it depends on, on the, the, the amount of time you're advertising and – uh, the placement in it, it could be as low as a few hundred dollars. It could be as much as a few thousand dollars. And how do people get a hold of you if they have interesting ideas and they want to get onto your uh, email list? So the nice thing about being an email newsletter is all you have to do is hit reply. So you can sign up for the email at nowiknow.com. I send it out from an email address, dan at nowiknow.com. Hit reply back, and it goes to the only email address I use on a personal level. So I get emails back every day from people with story ideas and stuff like that. Uh, really, I'm very easy to reach, even though I have a super common name with lots of Dan Lewis's out there. And can you tell how many uh, hits your stuff gets, or is it just all how many emails you send out? Can you find out how many people then send it on to other people? Uh, kind of. So I use a fantastic service called MailChimp to send out the emails. MailChimp tells me how many of the people who subscribe open the email on any given day. And it's in the 30,000 range, usually 40,000 range. But it also shows me how many, quote-unquote, total opens. Do you have an idea of which of your emails has been the most read and thereby which story is the most popular? You know, I really don't. Uh, what I do know is that uh, even though I've been writing this for four, almost five years now, I have almost no idea when something is going to be super popular or kind of go over like a light balloon. Uh, every once in a while, I'll write something and I'll be like, you know, this really wasn't one of my best things, but I publish every day and that happens sometimes, so I'll hit the send button. 
and I'll kind of ignore it for a couple of hours, and I'll get emails back, and I'll see tweets to me saying, hey, that was one of my favorites, really great, and totally surprises me. So you would think by now I'd have my finger on the pulse of my readership, but I just don't. Okay, well then, just using your own standard, we only have about a minute left. What would you say is among the weirdest email factoid stories that you've sent out? Sure. So there's a zoo, I think it's in Denmark, but I'd have to check that, where, which had a gorilla. And the gorilla really didn't take kindly to visitors. And that's really bad if you're a gorilla in a zoo. So what the zoo did was it handed out paper glasses to its, uh, to its visitors. And the glasses had little holes in the middle so you could look right at the gorilla. But to the gorilla, there was a, uh, from the gorilla's vantage point, they were printed on eyes, which made it look like you were looking up and to the left. So no matter what you did as the person watching the gorilla, and you never appeared to be looking at the gorilla from the gorilla's point of view. And it cut back on the number of times the gorilla got angry and threw stuff and probably attacked people. Well, well wait uh, so a second, wait a second, wait a second. What's the worst that can happen if a gorilla is in a zoo? It can, how can it attack people? I think it was probably one of those kind of open-air zoos where, uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't behind a cave. It was probably behind a pit or something. I wrote this one a few years ago, so I don't remember the details uh, exactly. But certainly, um, if, there, if I were looking at a gorilla, I wouldn't really feel all that comfortable that the gorilla couldn't attack me, even if it were behind bars. I see. All right, that's a pretty weird story. I tell you, Dan, if you get any more gambling stories, um, I saw the one about the Massachusetts case, which a lot of our listeners are here. They probably know about it. That's the one where you you could win by uh, finishing, uh, not winning, by collecting a lot of the losing tickets. Um, We'd love to have you on to talk about more gambling and poker stories. It would be my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, Dan. That's Dan Lewis who is the author of Now I Know. You can get his emails by going to nowiknow.com. You can buy his books, Now I Know, and Now I Know More. We're going to be back after a quick break. You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to AdamandEve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy, plus a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. Oh, no. We'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special Valentine's offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code BABE16. B-A-B-E-16. That's BABE16 at AdamandEve.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. 
They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. Previously on House of Cards. They were very rude, and um, they kicked me out. Really? They they kicked me out of... About a minute and a half later, two very large guys came up behind me as I was seated, and they said, Sir, you'll have to come with us. You've been asked to leave. House of Cards has secretly obtained the audio from this Las Vegas poker room. Here's the poker room manager's instructions to his staff upon seeing Ashley. I see you. I see you. You hit that in the face really f***ing hard. Sorry, man. Ow! 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 House of Cards, spreading love wherever we go. Very nice intro. Thank you, Doug. Uh, thank you, Dave. Uh, this is Ashley Adams. Welcome back to House of Cards. And this is my favorite segment, not to be disrespectful of the other segments that I enjoy, but I love the mailbag. Dave always gets interesting questions and springs them on me unaware. So go to it, brother. Our uh, first question actually comes from our Facebook page. Don't ask me what the address is or anything like that. Just go to houseofcardsradio.com. And click on Facebook, and you can post right. questions there, too. It's cool. I hope you get some more pictures up there. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll put some more pictures. I think we uh, put the ones when you were at the uh, World Series. Okay. I think uh, my friend Andre Joseph has one uh, standing next to me smiling. Both of us are smiling, which is uh, was not indicative of my mood through was most it, of that trip. Was that trip. before you played? Or? That was before. <laughs> All right. Well, well, what's up? Michael via Facebook wants to know, what do you feel the difference is between those players who play to make their living at poker as a boring job versus those who play because of the thrill of it? Well, if you're a player who wants to make a living at it, you want to have people in the game who are there for the thrill of it. And so interestingly, if you are really serious about making money at poker, you are best to affect the attitude at the table of not caring at all so that you won't scare away those who are there to have fun, which is, to me, an ironic lesson that more people should learn because too many players who think they're going to earn their living at it, they're not. They're usually not really skilled. They don't have the disposition, but they think that they're really going to become professional poker players, um, feel the need to behave in a way that is antithetical to what they really want to do. They don't behave in a friendly, smiling, I'm just here to have fun, let's have a good time way. (laughs) They like to berate their opponents, insult them, and frankly, if I were an amateur kind of confused about the game and thinking I'm just going to have fun like uh, shooting crap or playing blackjack, and somebody behaved in the way that a lot of these quote-unquote skilled players behave, I'd say, screw you guys, I'm out of here, I'll go do something that's fun. So the really, and you can read any of the books by Mike Caro or similarly gifted writers about poker, they'll tell you the same thing. Best is to have a happy-go-lucky, I'm-having-a-good-time attitude and not to let people in on the fact that you're really there just to make money. The guys who play poker for a living, do you see that they bet? more aggressively than the players who are just in it for the thrill of it or uh, or do you see you well, can't really sure. tell I mean well I can tell if I if there's a player who knows what he's doing uh, and does it well or she knows what she's doing and does it well uh, generally speaking at a typical one two no limit game you don't have people that are full-time professionals you may have people that are semi-professionals making some of their living but when you move up it tends to be uh, 
players that are more selective and more aggressive, uh, that are paying attention as opposed to being distracted. I've written a lot of articles on how to tell if a table is good. It's a table that doesn't have the type of player that is that looks like they are very serious about the game. But in fact, some of the very best players blend in so well that the typical player would not recognize them as the pro. They would think that some of the more somber, serious, sunglassed, uh, behatted, earphoned guys were the pros, while in fact they're the wannabes, and they don't really have what it takes to be a pro, which generally is an affect that attracts people to the game. So it's a it's a very interesting question because uh, sometimes appearances are deceptive. So do you think a guy like Phil Helmuth, is he out of the normal for a professional poker player? I mean, he seems to be acting out more at the table. Well, there's a whole separate category. Now, if, if you didn't know he was Phil Helmuth, would you think he was a professional poker player? Well, I don't know, because I do know he's Phil Helmuth. So oh, okay. if, if somebody looked different with a different name but behaved the way he did, I would assume that they were not a pro uh, because of the tantrums and the lack of emotional control. But I would be wrong, because his play is clearly superior to that of 99.9% of the people who play. Um and I was just going to say that there's a separate category of professional. There's the cash game professional that is anonymous and makes his money by attracting people. And then there is the name pro, the tournament pro, who is very clearly known and identified because he's a celebrity. And that's a whole separate category because a celebrity poker player, um, somebody who's seen on TV regularly, can make money in other ways, can make money because people uh, are going to be intimidated by his betting. Okay, um, listen, folks, please come back next week. Listen to House of Cards and good night and good luck. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.